today we're going to continue in our series, continue in our series uh, entitled uh, God's Divine Protection Plan. God's Divine Protection Plan, today's uh, subtitle, today's uh, subtitle is Touched by an Angel, Touched by an Angel. Cannot wait to get this out. I've been so pregnant with this word. Oh, oh my God, I cannot wait to get this out. I think I'm carrying triplets in there. (laughs) Hallelujah. But I can't wait to get it out. So I'm glad that you're there. Touched by an angel. Remember, if you need to uh, get to our website, we are on www.kingdomrock.org or just simply kingdomrock.org. And if you're ever in the area, you want to drop by after all this is over, hallelujah, come on by and check us out. We're in Bremen, Georgia. Uh, To get directions, just go to our website, kingdomrock.org, and you'll get the address, directions, and all that stuff. We'll be glad to have you. Amen? All right. Well, let's go into the Word of God. Uh, We're going to go back into Psalm 91, Psalm 91, and we're going to read verses uh, 1 through 16 Uh, the entire psalm, and then we'll go back and talk about it, okay? So here we go, verse 1, it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. That's right, read along with me. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone." Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Verse 14, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Glory to God in the highest. All right, so we've been endeavoring for uh, many weeks, a couple of months now to get through this entire psalm from Sunday schools to Sunday morning services to some Wednesday nights, and we have not gotten through it yet because there's so much more for us to receive from it. So today, we're going to go right back into the Word of God. Now, I want to remind you of Hebrews, the fourth chapter, Hebrews 4, verses 1 through 3, and in verse number 2, Hebrews 4, verse 2, it says, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. So it's important to us to mix the word of God with faith, to mix it with faith, not just hear it. We talked about that last week, I believe, not just hear the word of God and say, oh, that's such a pretty word. That's just, uh, that's such a great word. And, and, and it makes you excited. But listen, Uh, All of the Sunday morning excitement wears away when you get in the heat of a battle. When you need to know, oh, somebody needs to hear this. When you get a cough (laughs) and the devil begins to uh, talk in your ear and say, oh, you got that virus. No, you need to say, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. And I decree, I I declare the decree that no evil will befall me. Neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. 
When the devil begins, begins to speak in your ear and say, you're going to die, you declare, no, no, no. God said in Psalm 91 as well, with long life will he satisfy me and show me his salvation. Hallelujah. Going away from this little, this little feel-good message mess. Are you hearing me? No, I need the word of God. I need something that's going to hold me during desperate times. In the middle of a night, man, when this stuff starts creeping up, I, I mean, I, I'm finding a different revelation about this terror by night. You know, the enemy tries to come upon you at night and, you know, you may get a little bit of cough, maybe a little, a little hay fever, maybe the pollen stuff is going on and he begins to whisper in your ear and then maybe sometimes you feel something on your chest and you begin to think, oh God, is this it? Is this it? This it? No, you're going to have to stand on God's word and declare what he said. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you're going to have to stand on the word of God. Now, how are you going to do that? Well, Mark 11 tells you about that, right? Mark 11, 24. And this is what it says. It says, uh, it says, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. You're going to have to believe that you received God's cure, Jesus Christ. You're going to have to believe that you have received his healing. You're going to have to believe it and you're going to have to confess it. Romans 10, 9 talks about it, right? He said, if you got to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and then you're going to be saved. Well, the same way you're saved is the same way that you're going to enter into all the promises of God. You're going to have to believe in your heart and confess it with your mouth. Believe in your heart and confess it with your mouth are you hearing me when rubber meets the road when all these things happen and you hear about the news and this person sick and and that person died and all this stuff and the spirit of fear runs rampant through the land you can say oh i got all kind of faith but the spirit of fear is still going to try to come in it's still going to try to knock at your door. And remember, when it comes to your door, you greet it with the word of God. Hallelujah. You greet it with, by his stripes, I am healed. I'm standing on God's precious promises. Hallelujah. You will not bring that mess up in my house. Somebody have to say amen about that one. Are you hearing me, child of God? Hallelujah. You're going to have to be sure and very sure of what Jesus said. This little mamby-pamby, let me come to church so I feel better mess. No, no, that's dying out. That's gone. We got to stand firm on what Jesus said because all that feel-good hype up and all this sort of preaching or all this sort of uh, contest and all whatever things do you look good coming to the church and all that's all of that stuff man let that mess go you're gonna need to have the word of God and hold on to it for dear life in order to survive <laughs> glory to God I'm telling you after this thing is over you're gonna be fire tested and fire proven you're gonna come out of this thing hallelujah a mighty warrior of God learning how to stand in your faith learning how to stand on the principles of the word of God hallelujah glory to God oh this is an exciting time glory hallelujah Amen. So in the daytime, you make sure you're sure of God's promises. Learn those verses and get it in you. Glory to God. So today I want to give you another weapon, another tool to use in your arsenal to have at the ready. When the enemy comes, you have this at the ready. Are you hearing me? Have this scripture at the ready. Glory to God. All right. So we stopped there at um, last time, I believe, at verse number 9 and 10. So let's go back and read that one more time. Psalm 91, verse 9, and then we'll go on. Let me give just a little bit of recap there. Verse 9 says, because he hath made the Lord, because thou hast, because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. Come on. You see that? Because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. Remember, habitation means home. You've decided to rest in him. Look at verse 10. This is the result of that because you've decided to rest in him. There shall no evil. Say with me, no evil. He says, there shall no evil befall thee. Make it personal and say, no evil shall befall me. All right. Neither shall any plague any plague, neither shall any plague, any virus, any corona, any cancer, any disease, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. 
Now remember that uh, come nigh, that come nigh my dwelling talks about entering in. That talks about entering in, right? Neither shall any plague enter into my dwelling. Where is was your dwelling? Wherever you're living, whether you're living in your car uh, or, or where, wherever you are at the moment, in the house, at job, on your job, uh, or going through the grocery store. Hallelujah. I tell you what, let me tell you something. <clears throat> I went to the... Um, Grocery store the other day, hallelujah, I walked inside those doors, you know, and fear tried to come upon me. Well, I, what did I do? Well, I began to sing, glory to God. I went through the store uh, singing. Some people looking at me like, what, what's going on? Some people just looked at me and smiled. I don't know, I don't know what they were saying. That's a crazy black man there. I don't know what they were saying, but I was singing. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. As I was picking up bread of the lamb, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the lamb. Oh boy, I'm telling you, I was just singing up a storm, going through the grocery store, hallelujah, singing about the blood, singing about the blood. I'm just singing and praising the Lord as I go through. Guess what I was expecting? I was expecting for any virus around me to be immediately eradicated, to be immediately destroyed, hallelujah. I was expecting to people to be filled with joy and laughter as I went through. What was I expecting? I was expecting the spirit of fear to be to be run off hallelujah glory to God as I was singing going through the store also tell the enemy you can't touch this hallelujah you can't touch this glory to God so I was singing there is power power wonder working power in the blood of the lamb hallelujah going down the aisle getting me some cookies <laughs> you know what I'm saying uh, you, there is power power trying to find some cat food but they didn't have it I had to go to another store glory to God there, not for me of course I got a little cat there is power power wonder working power I mean I'm having a good time glory to God when you feel fearful begin to sing Begin to sing about the blood. Begin to sing and rejoice. Begin to dance. Glory to God. And you're going to see that fear just lift off of you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe some of them were smiling because that dude cannot sing. But whatever. <laughs> I wasn't to them. It was more for me. Glory to God. And also feeling the atmosphere that was around me. Glory. I'm not sure who that was for, but I hope that you received that today. All right. So it says, no evil shall befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling wherever you dwell. If I'm dwelling at the supermarket, glory to God is not coming there. Now we're going to talk about why. Verse 11 and 12 talks about why this stuff will happen. We've been trying to, um, to get through this. <clears throat> and uh, so let's try. Because the 11 and 12 talks about the ministry of angels, talks about the ministry of angels. Now, if you will also allow me, if you will allow the spirit, I want to show you a little bit about these angels. Remember, again, verse number 12, uh, verse number 12, we're going to rather 11. Let's go ahead and read it. Let's go ahead and read 11 and 12. Verse 11 says, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Verse 12, they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Let me tell you right now, it's going to take us this whole entire session to get through verse number 11. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. I got to show you this. And then Lord willing, next week, we'll go into verse number 12. Somebody said, boy, you're really stretching this out. It's not me. <laughs> I'm just trying to show you as the Lord just takes us through little by little. Amen. Uh, so continue, please be praying with us. All right. Verse 11 says again, it says, for he shall give his angels. S, there's an S. He shall give his angels charge. So more than one angel. Now, we're going to talk about those angels in a second. So we're going to have to really go to the end of the verse and really back up into the verse, and then it'll help define what the angels are and give you a little bit more uh, information. So it says again, uh, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In verse 12, they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Now, as we get into this, let me tell you, these two verses are extremely powerful. It's like a nuclear bomb in your arsenal. 
If you understand these, because remember, you cannot apply or you can't use something that you do not understand. So this is why we're endeavoring to do this. This is why we're going slow so that you will understand it. All right. You can't use something you don't understand. Doesn't matter how fancy and how new the smartphone is. If you don't know how to make a phone call, what good is it? It's a pretty brick. That's what it is. If you don't know how to use it, you're going to have to know how to use it. Once you know how to use it and it opens up to you, and by the grace of God today, this verse is going to open up to you. Amen. Once you understand it, you can clearly see it. Then you can use it. Glory to God. So again, this verse is extremely powerful. These verses. Let me read one more time. Then we're going to go on. Verse 11 and 12 say again, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. All right. So because of that, just to show you how very important that word is and how much destructive power it has, how much destructive power it has. I want you to understand that even the ultimate evil, who would be the ultimate evil? Well, Satan, right? Uh, Lucifer would be considered the ultimate evil. The ultimate evil tried to use it against the ultimate good. Who is the ultimate good? Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Upon the face of the earth, God Almighty, right? Wrapped him in flesh. The devil used this verse against Christ. And we're going to see that there in the book of Luke, the book of Luke, the uh, fourth chapter, in just a few moments. There were three temptations in Luke, the fourth chapter, uh, verses 9 through 12. And the first temptation had to do, uh, you know, Jesus was fasting. And the devils come to him and say, hey, make these stones bread. He's trying to tell him, uh, saving, he's trying to say, save yourself. Go ahead and eat. Save yourself, you hungry. Go ahead and eat. And Jesus knocked that temptation out of the way with, it is written, right? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Get out of my face, right? So every time the devil came with temptation, he met him, he, Jesus met him with the word, right? <clears throat> And uh, the second temptation, the devil, of course, showed Jesus all of the world and the riches and riches thereof. He showed him power, fame and riches. Basically, he was telling him, abandon God and have pleasure. Abandon God. He was trying to show him the pleasures of the world. Just fall down and, and worship me. You know, that was that wasn't going to work. And once again, Jesus met the devil uh, with the word of God. It is written, you know, you're going to worship God alone. Him only you're going to serve. Hallelujah. And then the third and final one here in the book of Luke, this is when it gets dicey. The devil says, you know, OK, I can't get you with that. Boom. Left hook wouldn't work. I couldn't get you what, what you're right. Boom. That wouldn't work. And so he's going to try a massive uppercut. And I wonder what this massive uppercut looks like. Well, let's go ahead and look at Luke 4, uh, Luke 4, and let's look at verses 9 through 12 and see if you can see anything familiar to you. And so it says in verse number 9, for he, it says, and he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down from hence, for it is written he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. Verse 11, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Well, how did Jesus react to that? And Jesus answering said unto him, it is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Look at, look at that. Isn't that something? What happened? Well, the devil sought to use the word of God against the word of God. Silly rabbit. Don't you know tricks are made for kids? What's wrong with you? He's trying to use the word against the word. But look at the word he chose to use. He chose to use this nuclear bomb against the son of God. He was trying to tell Jesus in so many ways, uh, choose, choose, uh, this or prove basically this temptation was seeking to have Jesus to prove himself. If you be this, cast yourself down because you know what God's word says. But let me show you this. So the enemy sought to manipulate Jesus by changing the word, by altering it just a little bit. 
by adding some things and subtracting some things. Well, what was he ultimately trying to do? Well, let's see what he added to the verse. Or rather, first of all, he subtracted. You'll notice if we go back up, bring, let's bring this back up on the screen for you. You'll notice at verse number 10, verse 10 says, the, this is the devil trying to quote Psalm 91. He says, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And then he stops it. The verse in Psalm 91 goes on to say, to keep thee in all thy ways. So the enemy subtracted the verse, subtracted the words, in all thy ways. In all thy ways. Well, what does that mean? The, the phrase in all thy ways talks about direction. It talks about journey. It talks about your pathway. It talks about the course of your life. So the enemy was trying to get Jesus to focus on the moment, on the moment, trying to get, his, trying to get Jesus' eyes off of the present or rather uh, off of the future, off of his eternal destiny, and only focus on the moment. He was trying his best to get Jesus to hit the now button. I want pleasure now. Uh, I want gratification now. You know, and how many times have, have we fallen to that? Jesus, thank God Jesus didn't fall for it. But how many times have we fallen for it trying to get it now by way of credit, by way of credit card, right, by way of loan, I want it now instead of instead of waiting uh, by way of um, relationship that, you know, is not good doing stuff with folk that, you know, is not good. Hallelujah. Trying to get a need fulfilled now instead of waiting. Enemy uses that. The devil will use that same old little tricks. And let me tell you now, waiting is painful. Waiting can be painful. I don't know anybody that enjoys standing in line somewhere. We'll say, oh, forget this. I'm going back home some other way. Oh, forget this. I, I don't want to wait. Waiting can be painful. Waiting on a spouse, waiting on the money, waiting on deliverance. It can be painful, but now can feel good at times. Oh, I can have this now. I don't have to save up the money. I can have this now. Having it now may be pleasurable for the moment, but on the back end, it sure hurts. It sure hurts. But waiting painful at the moment, but on the back end, it feels really good. You'd be glad that you waited for the right one. Amen. Hallelujah. So the devil sought to manipulate uh, Jesus. He sought to manipulate him or was trying to uh, change his thinking by way of adding and subtracting in the word. And you'll also notice the devil also added the phrase at any time at any time. So he was trying to introduce doubt into the equation, simply telling Jesus, hey, if you are the son of God, if you are, if you be who you say you be, then cast yourself down. Basically, he's saying, prove it, prove it, prove it, prove it. If you are who you say you are, prove it. Now, here's this note, too. I pray you get this. If there come a time, if there comes a time where someone wants you to prove your faith, to prove that you love Jesus, to prove that you are saved, and then they outline the terms of how you are to prove it. You, you don't have to say it in their face, but say, I see you, devil. <laughs> you know, I see, I see you, devil. Yeah, I see you. If you are saved, you'll give me this. If you are saved, you know, I see you, devil. Now, you don't have to yell in their face. You can say, devil, 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 devil. <laughs> I see you. Prove your faith by doing this, that, and the other. Listen. Listen, that's crazy talk. If they tell you, if you believe in Jesus, then go outside and pick up some snakes. I see you, devil. How did Jesus say, don't tempt the Lord thy God? I ain't got to pick up no cobra. I'm sorry. <clears throat> we have school-age children listening. I don't have to pick up snakes in the backyard to prove that I believe in Jesus. I don't have to go get some Clorox and, and drink it down to believe that I believe with Jesus. Even though the word says, you know, the believers, they're, they're going to, and they're going to pick up snakes and they're, and they're going to, uh, if they drink any deadly thing or handle it, it, snakes and if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. No, no, no. If I'm in a place where my road goes this way and I got no choice, blah, 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 then I'm going to take care of my business. Hallelujah. But that's not today. And that sure, I'm sure not going to do some, something like that, trying to prove to somebody whether I'm saved or not. Can I get an amen? 
By the same token, the devil tries to use this same mess on Jesus. If you be the son of God, throw yourself down. Because you know it's written in the word. And the enemy then begins to misquote the word. Listen, listen, that verse <clears throat> does not talk about Psalm 91, verse 11, 12, does not talk about you doing anything. It actually talks about a system of protection that God sets up for you during these times of crisis. All right, now we're ready. You ready? You ready? You ready? Ready? Here we go. During this time of crisis, because Psalm 91 talks about plagues, it talks about diseases, it talks about um, talks about uh, people dying by the thousands, right? It talks about uh, arrows flying by day and pestilence walking in darkness. That's a dark time. Newsflash! Beep 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 beep. You're living in that right now. If you didn't realize it, so there is a special system of protection that God has authorized that he has set in place for you. Glory to God. Now, we said in the very beginning, the word can be preached. But unless you mix that word with faith and say, that's mine, I receive it. I receive it. It's, listen, unless you mix it with faith, it's not gonna be, you're not going to receive the maximum benefit from it, all right? So get your ears on, or not your ears on, Lord. Uh, make sure that you're hearing. <laughs> I told you to pray for him. I don't know what else to tell you. Make sure that you're hearing. Make sure that you are listening, because here we go, all right? This system of protection, this system that God has set up for you is governed through or is through the ministry of angels. Through God's messengers, hear me, both visible, or should I say invisible, and visible. I'm going to show you that in a minute. Both invisible and visible. All right? Uh, these are the ones that God has ordained to help you through your life journey, especially in dangerous and terrible times. All right. Now, the Bible says again in verse number 11, let's bring that back up on the screen. Verse 11 says again, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. That's what we're going to look at today. Notice it says angels S, angels S. These angels talk about visible, or rather invisible and visible. Let's bring up the definition of the word angels. I want you to see this. The word, the definition of the word angels in the Greek, it means messengers. It means representatives, angels. It means messengers or representatives, all right? So they can be, these representatives, these messengers can be supernatural beings as well as natural beings. They can be uh, visible and invisible. Now, somebody already knows where I'm going with this. All right. Now, depending on your life journey, depending on your life journey and what God has called you to do, you may need extra invisible protection. You know, the actual uh, what we call angel with the wings, you know, and they, they fly, you know, not like chickens. They, they excuse me, angels. I know you with me now. Actual angels. You may need some actual supernatural invisible angels angelic protection depending on your assignment you know uh, the president of the united states has more security than the local pastor in the church you know that's just depending on your assignment what god has called you to do the road he's called you to travel maybe you uh, maybe you're out on business a lot and you have to go here and there or maybe you're a stay-at-home mom or, or maybe you're a doctor I, I don't know maybe you're a fry cook but depending on your assignment the father has provided you more than adequate protection in this time of need hallelujah glory to god he's given you invisible and visible uh, angels to help you now, I'm going to tell you about that in a second. Now, there are two other words I wanted to get before we talk about the angels um, and, and who they are. The Bible says, again, let's look at the definition of the word charge. He would give his angels charge over you, charge of you. So let's look at the definition of the word charge. The word charge there means to command, give orders, appoint, ordained. That is ordained of divine act. So again, God will command he will give orders 
He will appoint. He will ordain. One more time. He will command, give orders, appoint, ordain. One more time. He will command, give orders, appoint, ordain. Charge them to do what? Give them orders to do what? It says to keep you. To keep you. The word, let's look at the word keep. The word keep means to guard. It means to protect. It means to observe. It means to give heed. It means to hedge about as with thorns. All right, hedge about as with thorns. So it means all of this. Today, we're going to really, we're going to try to put all of this in the verse. Now, again, these angels that God has given you have been ordained, commanded. They have been ordered to guard you and to watch over you. Now, if they've been given an official assignment, now let's uh, use your, come on, go with me for a second. If your child had to go somewhere, somewhere dangerous, and you knew they were going to go somewhere dangerous, okay, and you had all, first of all, you probably wouldn't let them go in the first place, but if you had to let them go out there somewhere, and you couldn't be with them, and you have all the resources, let's say you're a billionaire, you're a trillionaire, uh, wouldn't you hire the very best police force or a private security force, uh, the secret service force to accompany them where they had to go to prevent them from being in danger? And you would hire the ones that were faithful, tested, tried and true. You wouldn't hire some security force that was just only out for the money. As soon as you got off the plane, you didn't see them no more. They took the money and they went. No, you would hire those who were tested, tried and true and faithful. Now, if you look in the military, when a general or an officer or a sergeant, when they order somebody, that means they are bound to do this. They are bound to do this. All right. God will order or he has given his angels charge. He has commanded them. Now, to help bring this illustration out, I brought. Yes, <clears throat> I bought my chain. How do I have this? Well, I have a weight set at home, which I really don't use that much, but I have one at home. It's, you know, on one of those machines, you pull down all that. My friend Sam knows he may be watching there now with Georgia. And, you know, and this is tied, you know, you're tied and you pull it down and all that kind of stuff. You know, we're on the outs right now, me and my weight lifting equipment, but I told the equipment that it's not, it's not you, it's me, but that's another story altogether. So that's why I have this chain today. This is going to prove a point to you. I want you to see this. So God said that he has ordered, he has commanded, appointed, commissioned, uh, or yeah, appointed, ordained these angels uh, to guard you, to protect you, right? All right. So in essence, God commands when he, I'm going to, now it's on there tight now, buddy. It is, it is on there. Those of you listening by way of podcast and radio, I've just hooked this chain to the pulpit. All right, so this pulpit is symbolizing that person, okay? When God orders you, when God has ordered that angel uh, to protect you, this order becomes a chain that cannot be broken. You can't move from it if you want to because God has ordered it. He has set it in place. He has put his word behind it. An order comes from a judge. An order comes from a king. An order comes from a commander. God is all of those things. So he has commanded his angels. In other words, he has bound them to the believer. He has bound them. They can't leave if they want to. Are you with me? They can't leave if they want to. They are bound. They have been charged by almighty God. They cannot leave you. They cannot leave you. They cannot forsake because they've been charged. Hallelujah. You say, well, what if they were unfaithful? Where they leave because they're not faithful to God? Listen, God would not have charged them. He would not have commanded them had he known that his child would be in a dangerous place. He picked those that were faithful, those that were able, those who would keep his charge and command, which means no matter what this person does, they are there and they can't leave. Now, there are special wartime commandments, uh, special wartime commissions that God gives. He will send even more as necessary when the conditions arises. And guess what? You're in that condition right now. So when you go to the grocery store, I want you to realize that they are there with you. They can't leave. And what are they there doing? 
Oh, I got my son's sword. <laughs> what are they doing? They are tied to you, number one. Hallelujah. As you go down uh, this aisle and that aisle, what are they doing? They're keeping danger from you. Back up, back up, back up, back, back up, back up. They are keeping us from you. And they can't leave. Glory to God. They can't leave. And so you're going around, going through this, and they're doing that. They are protecting you. They're watching over you. They are bound to you by the word of God, by the almighty God. They are there 24 hours, seven days a week. God has ordered them. Stay with them. Don't you leave them. You protect them. Hallelujah. When they're asleep, you're there. When they're awake, you're there. When they go to the gas pump, they are there. When you go to work, they are there. When you go to get something to eat, they are there. Protecting, 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 protecting. They are bound to you. You say, well, what if, what if I do something crazy? You know, look at something I'm not supposed to look at. What if I sin? Are they going to leave? They are bound to you. They can't go. It's not like they can't say, oh, well, I, I, I disapprove of what they're saying right now. I disapprove of what they're doing. Look at them online. Looking at them nasty sites. Look at them nasty pictures. Look at them. They just were so rude to somebody else. You know, look at them. They, that doesn't matter to them. They are bound to you. They have to stay with you. Glory to God. God's command has chained them. In effect, has chained them to you. God has ordered them. He has demanded them. In so many words, he has commanded them, ordained them to stay with you and protect you and to watch over you. Glory to God. They can't leave. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to shout because of them. They can't leave. They can't stay with me. They can't leave. Glory to God. And when those times come up and you get fearful going to the grocery store, just remember, hey, come on, boy. You, you, you really don't have to tell them to come on because they're coming anyway, whether they want to or not. Glory to God. You say, we got to go back into the, into the grocery store. Got to go on Walmart. You don't have to say, come on, because they're coming. They are bound with something stronger than a chain. They are bound by the, by the command of God. I pray that you're hearing with me. God has commanded them. He has ordained them. He has appointed them to watch over you and protect you no matter what. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you say, well, why hadn't that happened to Uncle Junebug? Why didn't it happen to him? Why didn't it happen to Uncle Junebug? Did Junebug have this revelation? Remember, the word of God did not profit them, Hebrews 4, because it was not mixed with faith and them that heard it. Now you are hearing it. Now you are seeing it. Hallelujah. That now is becoming visible. I'm telling you about something that's happening right now. If the word of God is revealed to you at this moment by the spirit of God, and it is only the spirit of God that can make this stuff clear. I mean, so clear, crystal clear. If he is revealing this to you, then God is telling you this is available to you now. All you've got to do is say, Lord, I receive my angels. I receive my private security force. I receive them right now they are bound to me and I thank you Lord they are protecting me and I thank you Lord even right now hallelujah to the Lamb of God what are they doing they are guarding and they are protecting what are they guarding you from good question good question well let's back up for a moment let's see if we can go ahead and bring uh, verse number 10 uh, let's bring verse number 10 back up Psalm 91 verse number 10 Oh, I thank God for my wife and son back there handling business today. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> handling business today. Hallelujah. So we thank God for them. Look at verse number 10. What are they guarding and protecting you from? It says, verse 10, there shall no evil. There shall, they're protecting you from the evil that's trying to befall you, that's, that's trying to ambush you. And it says, neither and neither... Rather, neither shall any plague. They're protecting you from the plague, from the corona, from the viruses, from the diseases. They're not letting them come near you or enter in your dwelling place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You say, well, that didn't happen in Junebug or, or, or Silly Willie. Oh, but did Silly Willie and Junebug, did they take hold of the word of God? Hallelujah. Don't believe the word of God or disbelieve the word of God based on somebody's testimony, based on what happened to them. I believe God because he said it. Glory to God. Because he said it, I stand on it. I can't help what happened 
to them. I can't help and I'm praying for them. But I know what God has said to me. Glory to the Lamb of God. And in the midnight hours, we're going to have to stand on the word of God. When you go out and all the world says doom, gloom, destruction, death, chaos, confusion, you're going to have to stand knowing that God's angels, listen to me, that God's angels are bound to me. They got to go. They got to go. They got to go. Hallelujah. Oh, are you hearing this today? Hallelujah. Are you hearing me today? Glory to God. Oh, my God. We're getting it today. I'm getting a good workout. How about you? Hallelujah. Well, that's my, you hear that? Oh, that fell over. Praise God. My trainer would be good to be glad to know that I am using this, these chains for, uh, I'm getting workout to, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So let's go back now. We, get, we got that part. I hope you're good on that because we got to go a little bit deeper now. <clears throat> got that part. They have to go with you. They have to protect you. They have to stay with you. They are bound by something stronger than a chain. Now, these angels are also, the Bible says that they are messengers. These are messengers. Remember the word angel means what? Representative? It means messenger, messenger. So these angels will come with a message. And I told you that these angels are both invisible, they have a job to do, and these angels are also visible. Now, I'm not talking about angels that can take on a human form and, and, and come and be with you. The scripture talks about that in the New Testament, how angels, you don't know, you know, be good because you don't know you may be entertaining an angel. <clears throat> angels unaware. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those that God has ordained in your life to give you a word from God. I'm talking about those representatives from heaven that God has also assigned to you. They'll have a function as well. There are humans that God will assign with a message. There are humans that God will assign. There are humans that God will, will uh, ordain or charge. That he will charge, you, he will charge them with a rope. Charge them with a chain. Something stronger than steel that they cannot get away from. It is their duty, their responsibility to give you the message. Remember, angel means a message or messenger, right? Messenger or representative. There are humans, God-fearing, God-ordained, faithful human beings that God will use to be a messenger to you. They are duty-bound to carry a word to you. Now, the strength of an angel, the strength of the messenger is always in the word that they carry, always in the word that they carry. And so God gives an angel that commission, here's your word, keep them safe, protect them from the evil that's trying to, uh, that's trying to uh, sabotage them, protect them from the evil that's trying to ambush them, uh, protect them from the evil that's befalling, that's trying to befall them, keep the plagues away from them, keep the viruses away from them. That's their word. But then there are humans, humans that will act as angels who will have a message. Hear me now, because I'm not talking about that you're going to begin to sprout wings. Now, that's a good thing. Praise God if the Lord would allow that, but that's not talking about that today. I'm talking about humans who God has given a message for you. Are you hearing me? For you. He gives a message for you, and they are bound to you. They are bound. Oh, uh, let some of you didn't believe, so let's go ahead. Let me put my chain there on down here again. Hold on. All right. They are humans. Now, let me tell you this again. These are, you're going to see this today. They are, there are divine or ordained church leadership. God has ordained church leadership. Uh, and we're going to find this in the word of God. And when Jesus refers to the church leadership in Revelation, the second chapter, let's see how he says it. As a matter of fact, when you get a chance, read the entire uh, Revelation, the second chapter and third chapter, you'll see this phrase happening over and over again. The Bible says in Revelation chapter two, verse number one, this is how it reads. It says, write this letter to the angel of the church in Ephesus. You see that? To the angel of the church in Ephesus. This is a message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands. 
He's not talking to the invisible angel. He's talking to the visible angel. He's talking to the pastor, the church leadership. Now, the word angel here in this context, I want you to see what it, what it means here in the Greek. The word angel here means, once again, it means messenger. It means uh, envoy. It means one who is sent. An angel. It means a messenger from God. Somebody's already figured out today that I am here in this capacity and not home like you. I'm home. I'm here in this capacity because I'm bound to be here. Oh, somebody's going to get that. My God, are you hearing that? I am bound to be here. I am bound to give you the word of God. Hallelujah. I am bound. So no matter how good my bed, my bed felt, hallelujah, and it felt pretty good this morning. Hallelujah. Those soft sheets, soft pillows. Oh, my God. I am bound to give you the rich word of God. I am bound to give you the word. I'm bound to give you what thus saith the Lord I have been bound to you and no matter how sometimes church people act has got nothing to do with it whether I like it or or dislike it doesn't matter because God has ordained me he has commanded me you give them this word hallelujah and you're going to find that actually all throughout scripture because even Jonah had a word for those in Nineveh when God gave him that word he thought he was going to go to Tarsus but he found, soon found out that he was bound to those Ninevites. He had to go because God bound him, bound him. And he was in effect in that day, an angel, one who carries a message, a messenger, and you have to deliver the message. Glory to God, hallelujah. And you'll find out too, uh, saints of God, that not only are pastors and church leadership bound, mama, you're bound to your children. Daddy, you are bound to your family. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm saying to you? No matter how bad your children act, mama, you're bound. <laughs> I've seen mamas in the courtroom. They're bound. Everybody else, everybody else say, forsake them. Leave them alone. They ain't no good. They're not any good. But mama's bound. Bound with a chain that, that's invisible. Bound with, a, bound with a chain that cannot be broken. Mama is bound. Are you hearing me? And only God can break that. Only God can release you from that. Glory to God in the highest. Fathers, you are bound to your family. Only God can rightfully break that connection. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I know that there are many fathers that have forsaken their families. But understand something. And many mothers that have forsaken their children. But they do so at the peril of disobeying a word from God. Are you hearing Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me show you a couple more scriptures and then we're going to close out today. I hope that you're getting this today. Glory to God. Let's look at Acts, the, Acts the 20th chapter. Acts 20, verse number 28. Let me tell you some more about this binding or about this um, messenger uh, relationship here. Look at Acts the 20th chapter, verse 28. It says, take heed therefore, he's talking to church leadership, take heed therefore unto yourselves, and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit has made you a watchman over them. He says, to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. The Holy Spirit has bound you to them. Let's look again at, let's look at Hebrews. Hebrews uh, 13, verse 7. Hebrews 13, verse 7, also talking about this relationship. It says, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls that they, that, uh, they must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. Glory to God. Isn't that, isn't that powerful? Glory, glory, glory. That's powerful, isn't it? Now, let me show you this next part, and then we're going to close out today. So again, there are times when you are bound to somebody. You say, I want to let them go, but I can't. God won't leave me alone. I wonder if you have been praying for somebody, and you, 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 you really want to let them go, but you can't let them go. You just can't let them go. God won't let you go. Why? Because he's bound you to him. He has given you an order. He's given you a command. 
and that won't be broken. That person, that person will stay on your heart. They will stay on your heart until the Lord releases you. There are times of assignment. You may not be permanently there in their life, but when you are there, when God has you there, you can't depart if you want it to. But when your season is up with that relationship, when it is done, you feel it lift off your heart. You feel the command leaving you. But if you stay past that time, oh, you really be, that's a terrible thing because now you're trying to operate in an anointing that you no longer possess. Does that make sense? All right, we're going to go just a little bit further. Now, what are these angels doing? Verse, uh, verse 12 says, uh, Psalm 91 verse 12 says, they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Let's talk about that just for a few moments. We can go another week or so just on this verse alone, but we're not going to. It says, they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. In other words, God has given them the power to elevate your life. They will bear you up. They will elevate you, elevate your life if you obey the message that they carry. Where's the message coming from? It came from the Father. If you obey, if you hear the message that they are carrying, your life will be elevated. Now, again, how do you know that if you're bound, if you have a message, message for them, if you have a word for them, can you, can you go away from them? <laughs> Has God commanded you to be there? then he'll have a message for you. And if they take heed to it, it will elevate their life. They will lift you up. All right. So the, the hands, it says here, they will bear you up in their hands. Hands talks about power, the power of the angel, the power of the messenger. All right. And the power is released through the word. As the word of God is released, there's a bearing up. All right. Let's take this thing for proof now. Now that you've heard the word of God, we've been here, I think maybe about an hour now. We're about to close out. Do you feel like you've been elevated? If you feel like you've been elevated, if you've been lifted up, not just emotionally, but you got something that'll keep you. You, you, you got something to keep you. you. You've received the word from God. Then there's, that's some proof positive right there that number one, uh, that you are a good listener. Hallelujah. And two, that you are receiving the message that has been sent. It is, doing it, it is doing its work in your life. The Bible declares there in Isaiah 55, verse 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Hallelujah. God is sending his word to you right now, and his word is prospering in your heart and in your life. My God, my God, I can't wait. I can't wait to tell you about the lifting up part. Our time is gone today. Oh, my goodness. So I'm not going to rush that part, but I'm going to tell you about the lifting up part, God willing, on next week, how this is going to happen even more so as you receive the rich word of God. All right. I pray that you are blessed today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. I feel like jumping all around. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to take a run around the pulpit one time. Excuse me. You can run around and place you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Woo, sometimes you just got to run. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.